Come quickly, Lord, to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Life is hard. You are going to die. Your life is not just about you. I've made it a habit recently of reciting these three mantras to myself as I look in the mirror each morning. I was invited to do so by a wise teacher with the promise that the more often I reminded myself of them, as short and cutting as they are, the more that these mantras would, in some unexpected ways, begin to ring with a more gracious, nuanced truth in my ears. And they have. Life is hard. You are going to die. Your life is not just about you. Flat, inevitable, stagnant. But now something more like this. Life is hard. You are going to die. Your life is not just about you. Courageous, inviting, hospitable. As unsettling as they originally sounded, cynical even, I now find these mantras to contain an abundance of truly good news for everyday living. Reminders of how to more fully live, rather than just how to simply be alive. Jesus' exchange with the tempter in the desert today has received its fair share of commentary over the time. Traditionally interpreted, we see the beloved Christ give an occasion for the already well-pleased Father to be even more proud of him. With perfect scriptural recitation, Jesus rejects the devil's temptations one by one. The temptation to doubt the truth of our reliance on God's provision and instead seek self-sufficiency. The temptation to test God. The temptation to make an idol of earthly power. And traditionally speaking, these are great lessons for us, always if we're going to attempt to relate Jesus' experience in the desert with the experience of our own life of journeying with God. We learn from Jesus here. He serves as a scriptural analog of how to face the temptations that we can expect to face in our life of faith. Traditionally speaking, it is ideal to avoid these temptations, lest we allow them to become full-blown sins. But one thing that I really love about Holy Scripture, and I suppose is the thing to love about it, is that as the Word of God, it never stops speaking, does it? There's always something else to hear. And this time around, I couldn't help but hear my three mantras nestled somewhat inconspicuously in the three exchanges between the devil and Christ. Life is hard. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward, he was famished. 
The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is indeed tempting to spend much of our effort and energy on ways to make this life feel less hard, isn't it? And no small number of us will spend much of that same life itself, in fact, working in exchange for things or experiences that distract us from the pesky, persistent truth that life is hard. Making our own bread might very well keep us alive. But man does not truly live by bread alone. The word of God, God's word of peace, of justice, of service, of love, somehow this word calls us to really live a life that we simply cannot make for ourselves. And that sounds like good news to me. You are going to die. From the top of the temple, the devil challenges Jesus to jump, to test the promise from the Psalms that no harm would come to him. But we know that harm does come to Jesus in a few short years, actually. In fact, we are slowly making our way through Lent to that very reality of Good Friday. And yet, Jesus lived an awful lot of life in those three years in between. So much of a life, actually, that we're all gathered here today. So do we dare test the God who made us by railing against the truth that these bodies have a uniquely temporary quality to them, fearfully and wonderfully made as they are? Do we test God's plan to have us truly live out of them rather than insist on living in them? You are going to die, so don't wait until then to start living. Your life is not just about you. From a very high mountain, the tempter offered Jesus a deal. Complete power over the whole of the world for the low, low price of getting into bed with the devil. Power does have an alluring quality to it, doesn't it? We think, the more power I have, the easier this will be, all of this. But I think what we might be saying accidentally is something like this. The closer I can get to being my own God then everything will be okay. I don't know about you, but each time in my life that I've insisted on being my own God, well, it just didn't typically go very well. It turns out, God has a pretty tough job, and one for which I am woefully unqualified. And as much as I love you all, I really do, I would be remiss to fail to mention that you too are unqualified for that job. Luckily, our life is not just about us. 
we get to live in partnership with a very highly qualified God, who, while is, who is capable of running the entire universe alone, insists that we help out too. And I think that's another good dose of good news. The season of Lent over the last thousand years or so has picked up connotations of self-denial, of suffering, and of general unhappiness, if we're being honest. And there is absolutely room to hold those necessary human experiences in this season. But the root of the word itself actually has just as much much to do with growing, the lengthening of days. How might we grow together this Lent? I personally will continue to try to grow into some pretty hard truths. That life is hard, and because of that, really worth living that I am going to die, and so might want to start doing that living now. That my life is not just about me, because there's a big, loving God who knows better for me than that. You see, we can try to get through Lent as we look to the joy of Easter, or we can grow through Lent, A devotional I recently read, I think, sums all of this up quite well. Better than, harder, but much better to submit to these 40 days to the mortifying ordeal of really being known by God and by ourselves. Because what comes after the terrible honesty is treasure in heaven the health to receive the rewards of being loved, really, truly, and eternally loved. Amen.